Welcome to From Realms of Glory, a Christmas audio series tracing promises about the coming of the Messiah until his arrival in Bethlehem of Judea. I'm Dr. J.J. Routley, Professor of Bible and Theology at Emmaus Bible College in Dubuque, Iowa. It's December 4th, and we're continuing to look at the Christmas promises God made to Abraham. Specifically today, the promise of seed or of offspring. In yesterday's message, we heard about the promise of the land to Abram, namely that the land of Canaan would belong to Abram's descendants as an eternal possession. Knowing that God had promised him offspring from his own body, Abram attempted to help God along in the next chapter of Genesis by having a child with Hagar, Sarai's Egyptian slave. At 86 years of age, Ishmael was born to Abram. The child of Hagar, however, would not be the one through whom God would accomplish his promises. When Abram was 99 years old, God again appeared to him and reaffirmed his covenant to him. At this point, the Lord changed Abram's name from exalted father to father of a multitude of nations, or Abraham. The Lord then spoke these words, I will make you exceedingly fruitful, and I will make you into nations, and kings shall come from you. And I will establish my covenant between me and you and your offspring after you throughout their generations for an everlasting covenant to be God to you and to your offspring after you. And I will give to you and to your offspring after you the land of your sojournings, all the land of Canaan, for an everlasting possession, and I will be their God. Genesis 17, verses 6 through 8. These short verses reveal several important predictions about the chosen seed of Abraham. First, the promise that Abraham would be fruitful, that he would be the father of a number of nations, and that kings would come from him. This was true from both the child of the promise, Isaac, as well as the child of Abraham's attempt to accomplish God's promises on his own, Ishmael. The Lord's words to Abraham also speak of the promise that God makes as an everlasting covenant between the man and his offspring. And later here in Genesis 17, Abraham receives the sign of circumcision, the sign of the covenant. The Lord would be their God, and they would be his people. You will notice that there are no conditions listed here. The Lord is simply making a promissory covenant, or a grant treaty, not conditioned upon the faithfulness or faithlessness of the ancestry of Abraham. The covenant with Abraham serves as the undergirding rule for all of God's dealings with Israel corporately. They are chosen collectively as a nation, and God's election of Israel is irrevocable. Though each Israelite individually must possess faith in Israel's God in order to own the covenant personally. The land of Canaan is once again deeded in these verses to Abraham and his descendants as an everlasting possession. But don't pass by this short statement, kings shall come from you, which ultimately looks down through history into a time future from Abraham when his descendants would be exceedingly numerous 
and would live in the land of Canaan as a nation, the nation of Israel. A long line of kings emerged from Abraham's offspring. The story of Christmas looks to the final king of that line, the descendant of Abraham and of David after him, the Lord Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul in his great sermon in Antioch of Pisidia in Acts chapter 13 recounts this history of Israel. He speaks of the promises that God made to Abraham and then later to David as recorded in the Psalms that he would raise up a king to sit on David's throne forever. Acts chapter 13 verses 32 through 33. And we bring you the good news that what God promised to the fathers This he has fulfilled to us, their children, by raising Jesus, as also it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. The promise to Abraham of kings coming from his offspring finds its completion in the birth, the incarnation of Jesus, the eternal Son of God made flesh. One day soon, a day that draws ever closer, this Savior born in Bethlehem so long ago will rule over the entire world, just as Isaac Watts references in the final stanza of his Christmas hymn, Joy to the World. The final stanza reads this, He rules the world with truth and grace and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness, and wonders of his love. He rules the world with truth and grace, and makes the nations prove the glories of his righteousness and the wonders of his love. One day, the Lord Jesus Christ will reign over all kingdoms of the earth in truth and grace and righteousness. Thank you for joining us for this episode of From Realms of Glory, a Christmas podcast. For more information about Emmaus Bible College, please visit Emmaus.edu. Join us again tomorrow as we continue to examine the promises God made to Abraham of great blessing for all peoples. 